imagine for a moment if we were to walk throughout the day a person walking through the day waking up in the morning and then you prepare for the day and then you go outside of your home and beginning to walk to perhaps the bus stop or walk into your car we see people we see all the things around us from the first thing that we have to think about is the fact that all these things have energy there is always something continuously vibrating and then from there imagine that that whole process if we were to put a pair of sunglasses on and those sunglasses or if we put a pair of glasses on those glasses allow us to see the world differently to see it for what it is from the spiritual plane the celestial side of things where we don't see people necessarily for the clothes that they wear or we don't see people necessarily for the style their walk their talk we see them based upon their energy so we see a world of so many things that vibrate whether it be you know people walking their dog the dog has a vibration cars that drive there's some of the elements inside the cars the metal the rubber on the tires those things vibrate and there's all different energies but seeing those things differently there's different colors within those energies and that's how we're able to differentiate some vibrate and move at very very high frequencies and rates where others they don't vibrate as fast similar to sound frequencies and when we look at it that way we understand that there's a world around us that we don't even know but when we begin to tap into that celestial side when we begin to allow ourselves to begin to see and understand and understand that world around us that's something where we're able to truly thrive and walk into a world that's very powerful. So today I'm here with Karishma Joshi. And Karishma is a aura healer and a reiki healer. And I remember when I first had a conversation with her, this was something that we kind of connected together and when we connected the conversation and also just the enlightenment spiritually, it's something that was truly beyond a natural thing. It was definitely a godsend. It was definitely one of those moments where I knew and Karishma as well, just that it was something that was definitely for greater things ahead. And I believe that this conversation that we're having today is the first of many and great things as well to take place. So Karishma, hello, and welcome to the Conversations of Progressive Perspectives. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for inviting me on this podcast. Absolutely. It's very exciting times here. So just kind of the, the, for the folks that are, are listening, um, go a little bit as far as background, kind of how we how we met. I remember when I was doing the, the teaching series there in the UK, and we met the first day when, um, when we arrived there. And the one word that I spoke, I said, it's something about your aura. And you said, oh, do you believe in auras? I said, oh, yes, most definitely I do. <laughs> it, over that three-day period of time, it seemed like we really built so many different levels of conversation that it didn't seem like three days to me. It seemed like it was to the point where some conversations and when you meet people, it takes a certain period of time. But this was like we really transcended time, I believe, in conversation. It was just an instant connection on things we believed in and connected to. We were talking about the aura and the aura, the way I, I kind of think about it, I think about vibes, vibrations. The whole idea of being able to detect someone's aura, understanding what an aura is. I just really want to dive into this, and I'm looking to just get a better understanding of some of the things that I do know. And also at the same time, for the folks that are listening, they're going to get a better understanding of the aura and how that whole process works, how it operates. But as far as um, perspectives with regard to religion, I want to dive into that just for a second, then I want to really get into this topic of aura. So 
where were you originally? You're from India, correct? Yes, I'm originally from India. Okay, and so if you could tell tell the listeners as far as um where from where are you from in India, and then also with regard to your, your background, because I know as far as with religion, you went to a Christian school, and as far as your family's religion, grew up Hinduism. So um, my family is I'm from a Hindu family in India. I was born in Indore. It's um it's this uh, it's a capital city in the state of Madhya Pradesh. As a child, I went to a Christian school, so I believe that that gave me insight on diversity of thought, religion, and I was more open to different people's beliefs, religion, thoughts, and ideas. My family moved around a lot, so I kind of moved every couple of years into a different state with a different religion, with a different language and different diversity of people that um, that also gave me a lot of insight on how these different religions work and how as human beings sometimes we are not acceptable uh, we're not accepting other religions and thoughts and energy um when i was in middle school one of my teachers um talked about something to me, to me at that time i didn't really know what aura healing and reiki healing was so one of my teachers just mentioned that there is this practice called Reiki healing and then she recommends it to all the students because that would help them become better in life and just and grasping education. I didn't really know that I was that was something that I was ever going to pursue in my life. I was really young. I was 14 years old. I started doing my first degree in Reiki. And event, and I felt so much in peace with myself and aligned into the universe that I decided the, to go back next year and do my second degree. And like this, I completed my master's degree when I was 17. And I feel that it has, it has changed my life in a lot of ways. I, I'm just more aware of myself, people around me, energies around me, my energy and how this collision of energy can how this uh, collision of energy can change how we feel, see, and listen to people in many, many different ways. You said the, as far as the different degrees, so you said master's degree in... In Reiki healing. Um, what happens is there are three degrees in Reiki healing, and then there's a master's in teaching degree. So when we do the first one, we can practice it on ourselves if we do the second one we can give it in distance so if i'm uh, so if i want to give it to you i can give it by sitting here and in the third degree it's just a greater understanding of um, how healing works in terms of energy aura than touch healing then there's a master's degree which helps us to teach other people and pass this enlightenment to other people through attunement. Attunement is a technique uh, to which this energy can be passed from one body into another so they can uh, start practicing it. Those, These are the kind of things that, like what you mentioned, there are some folks that perhaps listening to it have heard of it, but never really understood that these are real things. There is ability to be able to communicate and be able to discern energy close, near, and far away. One thing that you said that really stood out, you said alignment with the universe. And that alignment with the universe, 
you know, that's connecting with purpose, connecting with that very thing inside of you that you were purposed for. And mm -hmm. every time when we have these conversations, it brings a lot of understanding to the, some of the very things that I had understanding of even when I was eight, nine, 10 years old, but I didn't know how to connect with those things. Before a child reaches eight, some say nine years old, those formative years, there's so many things that children see. You know, that's where they have all of these intuition types that exist. And it's one of those times where if that is nurtured, then that child is able to really expand upon it. Sometimes that gift or that ability to see, be able to operate in intuition is suppressed. It doesn't get a chance to grow. And then later on in life, it's a reconnecting with it. So that's where it's kind of reconnecting with that understanding of the intuition and, and understanding those different ways that we kind of connect to it. So as far as talking about um, aura, mm -hmm. for the beginner, the, the person that has heard the word aura before, let's assume that there's zero knowledge of it and kind of starting from a foundation as far as aura. So how would you define the aura? What is the aura? So aura, so aura is an energy field that surrounds everything in this universe. So it may be a glass of water, our bodies, a paper bag, anything. Anything and everything is surrounded by this force of energy, and that's called aura. And regardless of how we see what we see, this energy is, is constantly moving, vibrating, and buzzing, and, that's, and it creates an electromagnetic field around us. That's aura. So, for example, I'm walking on the street, and I'm in a crowded place where there are a lot of people, and all of us are standing in such a close proximity that our energies are co coinciding and our auras are coinciding with each other. And that's why sometimes we feel that drain, sometimes you feel drained when we go back home from cr uh, crowded places because our aura coincided with so many people's aura and we don't know what other auras are lacking or, or what they are sufficient in. So they just take energy from ours or we take their energy from theirs and sometimes that's how that's why we feel depressed drained and sometimes we feel like we lack purpose because we're constantly coinciding with different energies and aura that's 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 so true i mean and i, I experienced that um often especially in public places like as, as you've mentioned and you know there are times where i'll go to a place and by the time it's finished i feel drained and it's not that I went there and talked to 20 or 30 people, you know, but by the time it's over, going back home, feeling drained, definitely. And, you know, that's something that I really, you know, I understand it from the standpoint, as you, as you mentioned it, you know, where there's energy. And I found the other opposite side of it. There are times where I will go to locations or events or meeting with people and I may come in with a pretty normal state of energy, but I leave empowered. My energy is, is up and I, and I feel really good vibes. When I talk to students in classes, we talk about vibes. Well, sometimes it's a good vibe. Sometimes it's a bad vibe. It's a vibration that you're getting, that you're picking up. And the vibration is like a language. 
it's uh, it's i mean the ability to discern the vibration it's like understanding a language it's the language that we can't necessarily see with our natural eyes but through our spiritual senses we're able to pick that up and understand it so you know with that whole idea of aura you said it's a field of energy around the body and i think about it kind of like a radio antenna you know how does that process work where is it something that we can build up is it something that you know we can begin to fix we can begin to heal we can begin to strengthen it so as far as the aura how does that whole process work as far as the um you know developing it and and being able to just become better aware of the aura that we have i are rather constantly interacting with other auras so in the sense that whenever we are in a place where there are people even 10 feet away from us our aura is constantly interacting with theirs and this this is the example of that or an energy is it's just like a language that not many of us understand or try to understand but on some subconscious level we are constantly gaining small understanding of this energy and experiences in terms of vibes and um just feeling a uh, positive and negative energy around people because in we are energetic beings and if you think about it it makes sense that our aura is interacting with every energy field that it comes into contact with there are seven layers to our aura i would give a small example and uh, mention them these seven layers of aura each layer has its own vibration and its purpose the first one is called the physical layer um, or aura the that's the one that's closest to our skin that could um give so the sensations in the example for this would be getting goosebumps or static energy that originates near the skin the second one is astral aura which is also our emotional body and um, being able to sense someone else's mood getting a good or a bad vibe when we walk into a room is a situation that would originate in this body the third one is lower aura yeah which is our mental energy which defines and uh originates our creativity inspiration and such things then there is upper aura which reflects our higher consciousness so our spiritual health grows and originates in this particular body then there is etheric aura which is connected to our physical health it holds the energy and uh, it holds the energy that is in our body and the layers before it and also um acts as a medium of contact between our body and the environment and energy there is a spiritual aura which is also uh, called celestial body which comes after that it can go up to 7 feet away from our body um so that's how much space we actually take in when we are standing in a room not just the space of our body and our intuition originates in this celestial body this aura um is kind of a link to communication between the spiritual realm of other people and ours there is ketric aura after that which functions as a glue so that would hold um uh, all of, all of our bodies together with the physical body so as i said before that uh, our aura acts like a energetic buffer or a pillow between our body and our energy and other people's energy 
when you said as far as the different layers, you know, that yeah. that the different layers, I, I tell people sometimes when I in podcast just in conversation, yeah, you know, when I think about our existence, who we are, I think about it so much like the the planet Saturn. And you know how there's different rings that are outside of that planet and there's different and it looks like one huge ring, but actually there are many multiple rings that exist around it. And, you know, when you mention those different bodies, those are different levels as who we are. And you said the catheric body basically being that last layer. So thinking about as far as a person, I just envision a person standing there and then basically where you see all these different layers that emanate from a person, if you were actually able to see what it looks like. And you were saying that, um, you know, that the celestial body, that it can emanate up to seven feet away from a person. That's true. And that's amazing. I mean, so that, so that idea of seven feet, and I think of seven, seven feet, my entire wingspan, meaning my left and my right hand stretched out, even further than that, that's how much my aura could potentially extend outward. So that understanding of the, the aura and how that process works. Now, is seven feet, is that something where that's something over time where a person begins to develop it and then they reach seven feet as that goal or as they reach seven feet as the achievement of a very high level of vibration? Or is it something that anyone can can emanate that type of energy? I believe that it's the standard distance from our body. All of us have all these bodies existing next to our body. And I don't think they change the size or anything, but they change in terms of depth. We could always work on each of them. So I'll give an example. So, uh, for example, I'm going out in public and area, and there are a lot of people there. So, for example, I'm a human being who is very content with myself, goes out and comes back a little and comes back and gets sick a few days later. That could mean that in my emotional body or in my upper or up and uh, etheric body, I received or absorbed some kind of negative energy or depression or anxiety that someone else was going through. And because my other body, all these seven bodies weren't strong enough, it got into my physical body. It traveled through bodies to my physical body. So it's not something that I, I don't believe that all these bodies are something that could be measured in distance for different people differently. But in terms of depth, uh, in terms of how strong they are and how strong we make them to be. That, that makes perfect sense. So as far as the strength or the size, it's not a outward expansion. It's more of an inward expansion. So basically you said the depth. So basically those, those different bodies, those different components of, of who we are in those seven layers is a process of growing inward. That's true. It's, 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 it's completely the process of growing inward. and making it stronger. So as you said uh, about the spiritual muscle, yes, it's kind of like uh, building our emotional muscle. So every time something happens to us in life, we get emotionally stronger because uh, we go through a process of realizing it and working on things. So what we work on um, on everyday basis is our physical body. We clean it, we change clothes, we try to make it look better. We work on it, we exercise, but what we often forget is to work on all our other bodies. And that's where all things in life originate, all energies, all negative energies, positive energies, and things that get get to our chakras and 
uh, hamper and tamper with our chakras, which is um, what getting us into situations in life. I, I I believe, and I tell people that you know when you're born, you're born with a set of possibilities. The universal creator that created us placed all these things inside of us, and this is basically our purpose. You know the understanding of truth, the will, who we are, just that entire spiritual plane. We don't really understand it many times because we don't tap into it. And also because we don't know about it. We don't understand it sometimes that when I say we, I mean, many people don't understand that all those options, all these things, there's treasures that exist within. And that's where you said, as far as building inward, when we build inward and we begin to introspect, when we begin to discover that world that we have within, that's when we really, really can understand who we are. We understand what is truth to us. What is our truth? Because everybody has their own unique truth. There's a greater truth that exists and there's laws of the universe, but we all have our own unique truth that exists as far as for us. And that truth that we have is what's going to help us with our purpose in life. But um, you're, you're talking about the, you know, there's the three bodies, the mind. And I, I think about us in mind, body, and spirit. Mind is how we, we think about things, how we encounter the natural things. You know, then we have the body, which is the physical body. And then we have the spirit, which is the celestial body. So we talk about those three bodies. I, the example or the comparison I would say is mind, body, and spirit. I was doing a podcast. I was talking about the process of um, the nine month process where a child is born, you know, in those first three months when a child is born, well, well three, first three months as a child is, um, is, is beginning to be formed. Sometimes you have more women will have morning sickness and there's different reasons why, but part of it is that there's a process of the spiritual energy being downloaded into the womb. Cause there's this, the, this physical body is just the form is the shell, the skin, the bones and stuff like that that are formed over that time. But then from there you have the spirit that is beginning to inhabit that body. And as far as exactly how long that process takes place of the full inhabiting of the spirit in the body, that's another discussion. But just the idea that, we have the emotion of how we operate. We have that physical body. And then there's that spiritual body, the celestial. And that's the part I want to kind of talk to you about just as far as the celestial body. So what, what is the celestial body? What is spirit? How does that, for the person that is familiar with the first two, the emotional and the physical, what is spirit? How does that work? I mean, what, what is that as far as for the person that's new to it? How would you describe it? I really like the example you gave about um, giving birth in morning sickness. That was that was a very liberating example to hear too. I never thought about it like that. Um, the celestial body, um, the celestial body is the sex, uh, the last second body uh, in our bodies. Um, that's where our intuition originates from, and it acts like a link between the universe and our other bodies. So as I talked about that, it takes a lot of space. I, I see it as a white light around us. So if I'm going uh, into a public space, I'm always going to imagine that I'm surrounded by this white light and that's my celestial body. And I'm, I'm walking and I'm walking and I don't let anything enter this white space. It's my spirit. I don't let anything enter into my spirit, into my white body. And that's how I'm into alignment with myself. And nothing... Um, negative or which is not pure as white enters this um, spirit. What you were saying, I mean, I, I was just really vibing with that. No pun intended. I was with what you were saying as far as this, the, when you walk out during the day, you're mentally, 
you're focused yes. on that energy that is you and visually you're seeing it as white light and you're not letting anything penetrate that that light as far as let's say going out in the morning you're wearing a white shirt like a white maybe it's a white dress shirt t-shirt you know maybe it's a white dress something like that but that's how imagining like you said having that that light around you and not letting anything get on that and I think about as far as like if I'm walking out and I have my my my, my collar shirt that I'm going to work my white shirt polo shirt or dress shirt whatever and from there I'm cautious to make sure that no stains get on that shirt making sure that there's nothing no energy or nothing no stains to get onto that because that's going to mess up the shirt it takes away from the purity of my shirt as far as what it looks like and also at the same time we consider that same idea to apply it to the understanding of aura and energy the same exact thing that we have to make sure that we don't allow other energies to stain or to take away from the intensity the power of the aura that we that we have there are many people that go about through their day and they sense these things they can tell that there is something out there that they can't see but they can feel it but they aren't able to really put a true description on it they're not really able to make a full connection with it so sometimes they disregard it and in disregarding it they miss out on an opportunity to really dive in and connect with a greater understanding of self and the world around them all the man i feel like this there's so much we can we can talk about but i want to walk through this thing slow because i feel like this is going to be very beneficial to many people that you know that actually understand this stuff from a basic level but we're in this conversation we're allowing them to connect with those things that's going to give them a greater understanding it's going to empower them to be able to walk forward in life and be able to do really great things so our mind is capable of doing wonders and it's all about the intention that we set into it through it and the willingness to accept things and the will to uh, feel strongly about uh, protecting our own energy is definitely the way to go forward with this. So, um, as I talked about the celestial body, and uh, it's a sixth body, and for example, if I'm going out and my white t-shirt is um, getting different colors on it, that means I'm going to lack energy. I'm going to, and that then eventually that would mean that uh, I'm going to lack imagination and um, I'm not going to have many exciting, inspiring spiritual experiences in life because everything is, um, my white t-shirt is getting stained. And if a person um, can imagine this white light around them and walk through and be content in who they are and uh, try to understand themselves and have a deeper understanding of who they are, their purpose, and then this body becomes heavenly and light and just more radiant and um, then it becomes stronger it becomes a stronger cushion between us and other people which is not going to be damaged or uh, bothered if things are pushed to it and then imagining the white light isn't as necessary as it would be when it's not as strong by, by imagining that light we're doing is basically we're creating a celestial cushion, so to speak. Yeah. And that yeah. celestial cushion, it allows, basically it's like a, 
it places a shield. So the more and more and more we build that celestial cushion, those things that we encounter on a daily basis, they're not going to have a likelihood of entering into our core. And basically what you're saying is we're, we're building ourselves. And I, I think, for example, in, um, in, in church, I know they will always say, well, make sure you stay prayed up. Make sure that you, you, build, you build your spiritual so that the wiles of the enemy or the things that are out there, they don't penetrate. And I think about that as an, as an example. Again, always looking for the, the, the parallels, the intersections, the connections of the various ways of thinking and being able to build, a, build that up so that nothing that is outside of you can harm you. But you said it's not necessarily about extending it outwards. It's extending so much depth inwards so that even when it tries to penetrate, it's not going to get inside of the core of who we are. And that's, that's a key. Because I that's think there, there are many people that are out in this world that don't realize this and they're allowing things to enter and they're not building that whole process up. They're open, meaning to the point where they, they, they can quite easily be influenced by energies that they don't even know exist. You know, I, I'm thinking about the person that's new to this and the person that they've listened to this and they realize, okay, there is definitely something here. You know, there's something that's resonated with them, but now we got to give them a first step in order to begin to dive into that world of building their aura. What would be a first step that you'd recommend for someone that at step one, they believe it, they understand it. How would they get started? I think the first step would be definitely reading and educating ourselves about aura. The foremost step would definitely be cleansing our own aura and our own body to understand ourselves and then understand the world through it. So there are different techniques that I use to cleanse uh, my aura and my body. And uh, one of them that I'd like to share here uh, that I think uh, can impact people even with little knowledge about um, things that we just talked about. So um, in terms of cleansing the body, I would, uh, so how I imagine it is uh, I'm surrounded by this divine white light. And whenever I'm walking um, anywhere in the house, outside the house, I'm always surrounded by this white uh, bright light. In terms of cleansing now, I would sit in a meditative position and think that I'm and think and believe that I'm surrounded this by this white light, which which is endless in, in its supply, and the universe um, keeps supplying it to me and to other people. And even if uh, someone's taking a bit of it away from me, I'm always getting it more and more by the universe. I imagine myself sitting in this white light, and um, the, and slowly my body's getting filled with this white light. And everything that is not this white light in this body is getting flushed through and passed by through my feet. Then, then I believe in uh, not leaving the negative energy uh, that have just passed through my feet right there where I am. So I imagine uh, making a ball of it through my hand and I throw it in the ocean. So because salt water heals everything. And if I'm putting my negative energy in the salt water, it's going to be healed and more energy is going to be generated in the universe to it. 
So it's it's a very uh, simple and quick technique that I use to clean my aura. I know personally that that has done, it's made a great difference in my life when being able to just take a moment, kind of forget about the things around me and begin to focus on my energy. And anything that may come to mind that doesn't quite align with what I feel is the purity of spirit, beginning to cleanse that. And you said casting it into the ocean. That's something yeah. that I firmly believe in. And when I do, when I, when I meditate and when I speak certain things, I cast into that area and certain things I'll cast into the abyss because that's the place where it can be cleansed or it can be contained and it doesn't affect us. And I, I love that. This is so rich as far as information is concerned. And I, I'm so thankful just for the opportunity to, to discuss. And I, I'm thankful for our connection because I would, have, would not have known, you know, when we met two years ago that it would evolve into conversations that we're having right now. And I believe that this is just the beginning. I know that there is more as far as just a connection and what it will what it will grow to. But I'm thankful for this stage of the journey where, you know, we're learning about things. And I'm also there's a, you know, a refreshing of knowledge as far as the information that you're sharing. And I'm looking forward to just continuing these conversations. You know, the, the idea of the aura or the energy that exists around us is something that is key that people really need to understand and tap into. To the listeners, understand that there is so much more to the world besides what we feel and what we see naturally. There's a deeper level. There's that celestial level. There's a spiritual level, mind, body, and spirit. And understanding that we have great energy that exists within, it's a matter of tapping into that energy and becoming aware of it, putting those different set of lenses on putting those spiritual lenses on and beginning to see things through a transcended universal perspective. So I thank you all for listening. I thank you, Karishma, so much for your time and for your wisdom. I appreciate it so much. And this is so, so key and so rich as far as for this day and time that we're in that people need to learn and grow from. I thank you, Jafar. And I thank you. I'm so grateful to the universe that I met you and we are just doing this right now. And we found this connection. Absolutely. We're going to continue to do many, many more of these. Understanding how this works so that we're able to make it so far our best life. We're able to experience our best life. So these are things that I know have happened for me. And this experience has worked so well. And I believe the same for the people listening. We wish you the best. We speak positivity and we speak power and continuous, limitless elevation in life. <laughs>